You're listening to the Homeschooling Families Podcast by Teach Them Diligently. Welcome. Every week, we bring you simple answers to help your homeschool family thrive. We're David and Leslie Nunnery, and we are so glad you're here. Today's podcast is the third in a series this month about redeeming the season to build or strengthen relationships with your children and to prepare yourself for a wonderful homeschool year ahead. So far, we've talked about the opportunities that summertime gives us, noting that it's time to start saying yes to things that will allow us to spend meaningful time doing things that are important to our kiddos. We've also talked about doing the unexpected and engaging with our children in ways that may be surprising to them. Be sure to check those episodes out if you missed them. You're going to get some great ideas and a better understanding of why you'd want to intentionally spend time investing in those relationships and where that investment can lead. Today, we're going to be addressing one of the most important components of parenting, and honestly, one that we all agree with on the surface, but sometimes we allow things to happen in practice that takes us in completely different directions. It's a super easy pit to fall into, so we'll look at some very specific ways you can focus on being present with your children, both this summer and all year long. Since we're talking about being present and redeeming your time with your kiddos in this series, I wanted to make sure to tell you about our Heart School class. I wrote Heart School to help parents like you get more clarity about what God has actually called you to do, and then to see how you can find a lot of peace for your own heart and for your family by allowing God's vision to guide your day-to-day decisions. The clarity Heart School will provide will help you remove friction in your relationships, It'll give you confidence that what you're doing is best and that you can do it well. It'll bring clarity, peace, and structure to your days, and it will guide everyday decisions with your vision in mind. I sincerely believe that every homeschool family, whether you're just starting out or whether you've been homeschooling for a long time, will benefit from Heart School. The class is digital, so you can watch it at your own pace, and many couples have benefited from walking through it together. It contains a number of worksheets designed to make you think about and come up with strategies for things that you may not have even considered before. And as a heart schooler, you'll have access to a private discussion group in the TTD app to allow you to get insights from myself and others who've already walked through the class and are implementing the principles. This summer, we've even been hosting weekly Heart School Live discussion times as well, where we've been deep diving into the concepts covered in the class. Tomorrow is our final live class, so it's a great time to get your ticket and plan to join us there. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash heart school to learn more and enroll today. We're also super excited to announce that we'll be hosting a one-day event in San Diego, California, October 22nd. That will be our first ever event on the West Coast, and we are thrilled that God has opened the door for us to bring TTD to so many who've been asking us to. You can learn more about that event and secure your ticket now by going to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events. It really is exciting to see how God is working within this ministry and the, the doors that he's opening and the ways that he's allowing us to, to reach and minister and share things with families all around the country, isn't it? Yeah, it's exciting to go to San Diego. It's, uh, as you were talking about, it's our first event uh, on the West Coast. 
and um, it's, it's exciting to be able to go over there. I mean, we love going to California, and um, uh, it, the opportunity just kind of came out of, honestly, it came out of our Round Rock event in Texas back in March, and we had a, uh, one of our speakers come up to us and say, hey, I know a place that you can do something in San Diego. And it's a church, it's a single-day event. We're going to have five to seven speakers there. It's going to be very simple. Um, but it's going to be a Teach Some Diligently event. So it's going to have all the stuff that you'd expect from a Teach Some Diligently event. Um, gospel focus and the vision and the helps. and So it is going to be a great event. It's going to be in October, October 22nd. Exactly. So. And, yeah, it's, it's awesome because... Um, that we've been praying for years, actually, that we would be able to start doing some events in churches like this because they are so, these, these events are so, so intensely designed to strengthen families. And, and so it's a natural fit to go into a church. And so we're very, very thankful that God is starting to open doors for us to do that. And we're excited to see what doors he opens and where we can go in the days ahead. So yeah. if you know of a church where it would be awesome to host a TTD Live, send us a note. Just send it to office at teachthemdiligently.net. Tell us you know, where it is and who we should talk to, and we will pray about and see well, if God leads in that direction. Or better yet, if you're a pastor and you go, hey, I've got a church building and I would love and to I've host. And i got families and i got families. <laughs> uh, and you think we'd be a blessing to them. Um, reach out to us. Yeah, we would love to, love to, love to hear from you. So now we are we are talking, this is kind of rounding out our series this month, this July, on really investing in and redeeming the time with our kids and taking advantage of the opportunities that we have. Um, and, and, you know, as we, if we're honest, summer is a time when there are a lot of activity that takes us all in different directions. You know, even as you just kind of think about it, Kids often go off and spend some time at grandparents' house or go to camp or there's ministry opportunities, there's mission trip opportunities, and so on. Um, But it's really, really important that even in those really good things that we're careful to not, not allow those to kind of tear us all apart to where we lose this rhythm of really investing in one another. Well, and I think this is a problem that is not talked about very much, not just over the summer. Uh, it actually gets accentuated in the summer in a lot of ways, but uh, it's a problem that you run into throughout the year, and that is uh, that it's very hard to actually be present uh, with your kids. And if you're going to have an impact on your kids, if you're going to disciple them, if you're going to teach them, if you're going to equip them to uh, be Christ followers, if you're going, if they're, if you're going to reproduce who you are, mm-hmm. uh, you have to be present, and it's not just a presence of hey, I'm in the same room. You have to be not just physically present, but you have to be mentally present with them. Yeah. And um, we've talked often about uh, this research that you could kind of find really easy on the internet. Just You can Google it, but it revolves around how long, on average, parents spend with their kids on a daily basis. And the numbers are like... Unbelievable. Are stunning. They yeah. are really. I mean, it's as low as the the numbers that I've seen are as low as thirty four minutes. Thirty four minutes per day. On average, yeah. Yeah, to maybe just a little bit over an hour, on average per day that parents are spending with their kids. Which during the school year, it's it's much easier to get there. If your kids are in school, they may be hopping on a bus, you know, before the sun comes up for a lot of these poor kids, um, and then they're at school all day. Ride the bus home. 
And then, you know, yep. parents are working, there's homework, there's all this stuff. Sports, cheerleading. Yeah, you know. yeah, music classes, all of these different things. And so when you boil it down, it's very easy to see how that number is so, so small during the school year. But I think that during the summer, when you wouldn't think that it would be like that, that we need to be very careful that that we don't fall into the pit of having them so programmed or having ourselves so programmed in the summer that rather than actually capitalizing on this amazing time that we've been given to spend together, we are actually kind of outsourcing more than in the summer or we're getting so laser focused on all these projects that we've saved up for summer that we're not really redeeming the time. Yeah, and, and I think that the, the numbers, the figures that I was talking about in terms of how long they're spending with their kids, uh, if your kids are younger, uh, it probably is a better number. It probably is, you know, two hours a day or something like that. But if your kids are teenagers, it may be worse. And I know that with our kids being older, I actually feel like that we've seen them less during the summer than we did see them. Yeah, uh, with work schedules yeah. and, and people going in all these different directions. You just have to be very mindful of it because every current in our culture, every everything is kind of rushing against us to keep us separated and to keep us all in our own lanes, which is really damaging for relationships within a family. Yeah, I mean, and even the churches. You think about the churches uh that they it's age-related segregation and most of the churches that you know the people that are listening that they go to they are faced with that and so there's children's church there's sunday school and it's all broken down by age group and you put that on top of what is already happening in the culture and what happens during the day and it gets really difficult to actually spend time with your family even in the summer and so it takes this conscious effort to kind of swim upstream against that current to make sure that you are present with your kids. But the thing is, is that if you're going to impact your kids, you can't do it long distance. Right, right. You know, it's got to happen uh, there with them. You have to be present with them. But the other side of that is, is that it's not just physical presence, it's mental presence. And so you, you enter in, you know... Uh, phones, smartphones, uh, game systems, uh, YouTube, you know, watching on your iPads, you got television and people are watching, you know, whatever on television and you put all that together and you're not mentally present with each other. You're not actually enjoying things together. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, you know, that becomes a major problem. Well, and, and I, I want to reinforce again this all happens without us recognizing what's actually happening so often. We we uh, kind of, it's a it's such a slippery slope that we just start kind of sliding down it and don't recognize until we crash at the bottom that we have wasted all this time and we have, you know, there's been this distant or this wedge or I have no idea what he's been doing all day. Um, and, and so we just want to guard against it. I also want to say, you know, there... All of those things that I kind of mentioned a, a minute or so ago, all those great opportunities this the summer gives us going off to grandparents or going on mission trips or going to camp or all of those, those are great and awesome things. 
Um, and so they shouldn't be avoided. I, I just want us to be very careful that we are engaging. And, and actually, on the tail end of all of those things, you have some of the best opportunities to reconnect and hear what's in their heart by just asking questions. Um, I know I picked up my, my youngest daughter from camp after she spent a week at a, at a camp early in June. And she talked, she told me everything that happened pretty much every day that she was gone. She was telling me what she learned. She was telling me about the people in her cabin. She was telling me about struggles that she had. She told me about the games that she loved the most. So it was a fantastic time for her to go get some great experience, make some friends, have a wonderful time, and actually have an intensive, intensively helpful spiritual week at camp. But then even as we were driving down the mountain from where the camp was, we were reconnecting and reestablishing that footing so that we, you know, were able to just pick right up and, and go on. And that same principle involves when they come home from grandparents' house or, or whatever, um, to just make sure that you're, you're setting in and reconnecting, asking those questions to, to show them, first of all, that you really care about the experiences that they've had, but also it gives you so much, so much conversation and so many things to build off of in the days ahead that it's really, really helpful as you follow up on those things. So, I mean, the idea here is, is that you're going through the school year and you're kind of holding on for dear life. And so what we're saying actually, and during this, this time even though you can apply a lot of these principles to the entire year. Mm -hmm. But what we're saying is the summer is the time for relationships. Mm -hmm. And so through the year, you have been just kind of holding on, just getting through. You're getting your work done or they are working a job and you're just trying to get through. The summer is the time to actually seize control of that time again and actually kind of force your way in to being present with your kids. Yeah. And so you have to plan time to do that. Go take a trip up to Pigeon Forge and do go to Dollywood, right? You have to actually plan these things to do. And it, sometimes it it's, you can't just wait for it to happen. You just say, okay, tonight we're going to do this. Uh, tonight we're actually going to all eat dinner together, you know? And uh, you have to actually take control and that's what we're advocating here is that the summer is the time to no longer just kind of go with it. It's you've gone into the summer, you've turned the page, you've gone into a new season, and you need to seize control of this. And that means that you need to plan time together. Uh, you need to be very intentional about it. You need to, uh, from time to time, say, okay, everybody, here's a bucket. Everybody throw your phones in here. We're just going to play a game tonight. Uh, and, uh, we're going to play, you know, uh, exploding kittens or something <laughs> and just make sure that we just beat the living daylights out of everybody and win, you know, something competitive, but you spend that time together. Yeah. Uh, or you take on up a new habit, you know, maybe it's, you know, who knows what it might be, but it's something that the kids are very interested in. Yeah. And so you are intentional about spending time together because you have to be together with somebody that you want to influence. Yes, yes. And one of the things that I think is um, really, really important to note here, during the school year, we have a routine. We have um, specific things that we are doing day in and day out. 
And um, that kind of goes away in the summer. And so that's why it's so much easier in the summer to fall into that pit of, of not redeeming the time because we feel like we have so much of it that we aren't as strategic with the time that we have. And the other thing that we tend to do is we have, we, at least I, I will speak personally, we have saved so many of these um so many of these projects or these big ideas that we want to put together or take care of, all of that gets pushed to the summer. So I go into summer with this massive, hopeful to-do list of all of these things that I want to address. And it's so easy to get laser focused on those. It's like you just shift from the check boxes of school to the check boxes of these things. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same problem but it's a different checkbox. And so I just want to encourage you to take that time that you're given. The more relaxed days of summer, don't fill them arbitrarily with things that can wait, things that aren't critically important. Your child will only have his fifth summer once. So I want you to thoroughly enjoy whatever summer, number summer that is. I wrote... Um, for the homeschool subjects and is now on our blog about the fact that there are only 18 summers of childhood. And, you know, I'm now at summer 23 with, with my oldest, David, obviously we share that oldest, but those summers fly by and you don't want to get to summer 17 and recognize that you frittered away six of them because you'll never get those back. So so make sure that whatever number summer you're in, you are truly, truly redeeming that time. And so you um, and, and so don't take it for granted. Yeah. And we always made a big deal about we would do summer vacations together. We always made a, a, a point to try to do something together over the summer. Our kids did have summer ministries that they were involved with, but even when they were involved in those summer ministries and they were away, um, we would make a point to go up and see them. And it was literally like, drop everything. I don't care what's in the way. We're going to go see them. And um, you need to make those connections. Mm-hmm. And the summer is a time to reestablish those. Mm-hmm. And I think you made a good point about how people seem to put things off, projects, um, building that new shed, painting those rooms. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, they think, well, I will do that, especially with my sons, you know, Hey, I will do that with my sons mm-hmm. and you, that's fine. You know, I'm not telling you not to do that, but what I am saying is, is that you need to take time to do something. And I mentioned this in the last podcast that the boys want to do. Yeah. So if they love to go out and do paintball, you need to go out and do that one year, one day with them. If they love to go fishing, uh, go to the lake, rent a boat, go swimming, whatever it might be, you need to actually take the time to go do those things uh, with your kids. That, you know, is, is there's joy when those things happen and connections happen through activity. Mm-hmm. And um, you need to take advantage of those. And one of the most, I mean, and I don't mean to be cliche, but people often say that the most expensive thing is regret. Hmm. And they're right. You don't want to come to the end of your kids' time, their 18th summer, and go, man, we should have done this. Yeah. Man, we should have done this. We may, man, we should have done this. And you just need to go. You just need to just make the opportunity and you need to go. I don't think I've ever heard that 
quote about the most expensive thing is regret. That is actually really powerful. Um, and I think it'll stick with all of us for a while. Um, I do want to kind of look at some of the flip side of this. Um, I was doing a Heart School Live actually yesterday um, from the time of this recording. And one of the questions that was asked was about needing a little bit of downtime as a mom. The um, And those of you with, particularly with young children, will recognize this scenario. There's so much activity. There's so much noise. There's so much touching. There's so, there's, you're working so hard all the time, kind of mentally and keeping up and physically, and it can be draining. And especially if you are a a more introverted person that just kind of needs to fill your cup from time to time. And, and those are valid, valid points. But what I found with so many is, They get laser focused on that alone time rather than taking control of their need for that alone time. So I shared with them yesterday that that when my kids were young, and we've we've mentioned this before, when our first three are three and a half years from one to three, and then there's another three years and number four came along. So I had, especially those first three, really, really tight, little, very active kids, two boys and a girl in that first set. And so there were times when I was just physically and emotionally and every other way just kind of worn down. And so what I would tell the kids in those situations, because I didn't want to turn into Momzilla, I didn't want to just have a mental breakdown when when David came in the door. So what I would tell the kids is, hey, mama needs to go lay down for 20 minutes or whatever the time frame was that I could squeeze in. Um, but not too, not more than 20 minutes usually because they were little. Um, so I would tell them, you guys can play in your room. You can do, you know, watch a video, whatever is appropriate, whatever works for your family. But you guys need to be quiet and, and stay here. Give me the 20 minutes. I'm going to set a timer. I would always tell them that I was setting a timer because that let them know that I was serious. This was a parentheses of time that I was walking away. What that did was it removed or alleviated their need to come and find me. Mm-hmm. They knew where I was. They knew that they could find me. If, you know, if the house was burning down, they knew where to find me. But they also knew that this was a temporary break, that mama just need to take a little rest, that I was really, really tired. And so I would go often just sit on my bed, um, sit there. I would close my eyes or not. I would grab a book. I would do something quiet and just still my heart, still my mind. At the end of that 20 minutes, when my timer would go off, I would go back out with a renewed kind of life about me and focus about me. So there is nothing wrong with needing to have a little bit of quiet. And that that actually helps you do the mom thing or the dad thing better. But you don't want to let your kids think that they're competing against that time of quiet. So giving them a parentheses of when they can find you, when you'll be back, how long this is going to last, and giving them some ideas of how they can spend that time is really, really valuable. So you're walking away, but you're not you're not hiding from them. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, this kind of gets to one of the things that I'm really sensitive about when we're talking about these things is that uh, you... Uh, I don't want to beat parents up. Right, no. You know? And um, I think the kind of things that we're talking about here is is that how is your time with your kids characterized? Is your time characterized as uh, you're available mm-hmm. and you're present? 
uh, that doesn't mean that you don't take 20 minutes right. to take a break and say, hey, we're going we're gonna to just take a break here. But th- that 20 minutes doesn't characterize your time with right, your kids right. either. It's just a short break so that you can kind of just refocus and reset. And there's times, you know, I've, I've been working from home now for, I don't know, what is it, 11 years? Something like that, yeah. And for, for that kind of, uh, uh, from that perspective, that created a little bit of difficulty mm-hmm. because the kids were used to the idea of when dad's home, he's ours. Right. And so there were times where I had to say, look, you know, I'm doing this, it's okay, but I was very careful to uh, not allow the characterization of my time with them to mean that work is more important right. than my time with them. Right, right. You right. know, there's 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 moments where you have to put them off, but you don't want to have your time characterized with um, they're an annoyance mm-hmm. to you or they're a huge burden to you. Right. Uh, you want to have your time with them characterized as, um, I love you. I value the time that I spend with you more than anything else in this world. Um, I love spending time with you. That's the characterization that you want your kids to have. Mm -hmm. And so there is room in that discussion for you to take a moment, Yeah, you know, or, I got to take this phone call. I'll be right back. Right, exactly. You know, or uh, let me get through this letter that I'm writing, and I'll come right back to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there is that. You don't want to put your put off your kids constantly, but there's definitely moments where you have to. Well, and it's good for them to be able to see that the world doesn't revolve around them too. There is, there are times when. Even though I'm sure that your world does revolve around me, David, you aren't able to talk to me at that moment. And no, so as an adult, oh, I know. I never know. that moment. As an adult, you, you start to recognize kind of the ebb and flow of time like that. But like David was saying, by, by acknowledging their need and by telling them what's going on and when you'll be getting back to them and then following through with that, you're, you're kind of still maintaining that open, open line while allowing them to see, you know, this isn't a good time. You need to to be patient. Patience is a great thing to teach our kids. And then I also, there's there's a really big kind of elephant in the room that we've got to talk about. And that is, um, I think David alluded to it earlier, but technology and the readiness of distraction in our very palm of our hand is a huge struggle. And I'm so thankful that I did not parent in a time when... I had little kids and that was a reality. I'll be very honest because you guys are up against some really, really heavy temptations because it is it is mind-numbing fun to brainlessly scroll through Instagram and watch reels. I mean, it you can sit there and have no idea how long you are. But but here's the problem and and we all see it and it's it's difficult to deal with, but we've we've got to confront it and deal with it. I have seen so many children who you start to see behavioral issues in them strictly because they are vying and fighting for mama's attention against the device that she's holding in her hand. They would rather get in trouble but get her to to engage with them than to sit there and talk and just kind of 
be on the outs and not have her attention. And so we need to be very, very careful of the um, example that we're setting. You don't want your kids mindlessly on technology when they're middle schoolers. You know that. And yet so often we fall into that because we're so mentally tired and exhausted that, you know, it's really easy to just let the kids play in the floor or play at the pool or whatever. And we're just kind of zoning out. Um, And sometimes, honestly, that shows up in the way that we are constantly recording our kids and photographing our kids and so on, but we're never in the frame with our kids. So I just urge you to set your phone aside. Don't worry about getting pictures and videos of every cute little thing that they do and rather get in the frame with them and enjoy those cute, fun moments right alongside of them because they are only that age, that cute, doing those funny little things for a very brief time. And so moms, get yourself into, and dads, get yourself into the frame with them rather than always be on the outside looking in with them. Yes. And so you had the technology and that that becomes a really big problem because it's very subtle. Yep. And it will eat up your time before you know it. Exactly. You, before you know it, you will be on your phone for two, three hours. And now you've missed all that time with your kids. And your kids are now thinking, uh, mom or dad, they enjoy whatever's on that phone more than they enjoy spending time with me. And it speaks volumes to them. And so you need to put that away. And you need boundaries in these kind of things. When our kids were younger, uh, just to point this out, um, I don't know how everybody feels about video games that are listening, but I know there's a lot of diversity in this the, the opinion here. But there is definitely wisdom in waiting until your kids are much older before you allow a video game system into the home. And we have a video game system in our home, but we were very careful not to allow a video game system into the home. The first system that we allowed was Wii. And the only reason why we allowed it into the home was because it was something that we all could play together. And when I was coming up, video games were one person looking at the screen by themselves, locked in their room. They're fighting aliens or they're, (laughs) you know, whatever it might be. And that's a very dangerous thing. And it actually isolates your children away from you. And so we were very sensitive to that. Yeah. And so the first thing that we allowed in the, the home that had any association with a video game was something that the entire family ended up playing together. Yep. And it was Wii Sports or it was Mario Kart or something along those lines. All the 365 members that know my, <laughs> my passion for Mario Kart just giggled. Well, this is where it started. But it was something that we all did together. And we would yell and scream and laugh and have a great time. And that video game actually became a part of the family and a part of bringing us together. And we were all present together. It wasn't a hindrance to that. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm saying is, is that you need to be very careful, especially when your children are young, not to allow the video game to become something that they go off and do by themselves yeah. and you never see them. Yeah. It becomes a really bad thing, especially when they're teenagers and in middle school or even younger than that. It becomes a really uh, difficult scenario to undo. Right. Once you the allow that, that they've once you allow that in, it is very difficult to undo it. Yeah. And so you need to be very careful with this. Uh, smartphones, same scenario, right? 
You need to be very careful in allowing the smartphone into the hands of your child at a very young age. iPads, you need to be very careful with this. Um, am I telling you not to do an iPad at all? I'm not. What I am saying is you need to be very careful because once you allow that into the, your, the, your child's hands, it is very difficult to suddenly pull that back mm-hmm. and put that back in the box. Yeah. And so you need to be very careful in how you introduce it, when you introduce it, if you introduce it. You need to be very careful about those things. Yeah. And so, again, in talking about this summer, this is, again, a problem throughout the year. But in talking about this summer, your children don't have as much school to do, typically. Mm-hmm. What is going to fill that gap? And for a lot of them, it is phones, technology, and video games. And you need to be extremely careful with that yeah. because those can actually become hindrances to you being present with them or them being present with you or you being able to actually engage with them and be able to do things with them and develop relationships with them. And so you need to be extremely careful with that. And there are definitely going to be times, if you haven't already run into it, especially during the summer, where you're just going to have to just just ruthlessly take control Mm -hmm. of the situation and say, all phones right here, we're putting them away, we're going to do this. Well, and that really comes down to the way that you model, too. Our children it's get comments a lot about how they are not on their phones all the time. Um, we have adults who talk about the fact that you know they they are amazed that our kids are not like uber attached to their phones because of the age they are and the expectation that they will be. And that that kind of a bent, that kind of a taste, you know what they what they crave, is modeled and it was it was set up that way strategically as they were coming up when they first got their phones the amount of times they were allowed to be on them when they were not at all and the fact that we we have always always told them and tried to model for them that the people that God has put right in front of them are the ones with whom they need to be engaging right then the other people can wait they're not God didn't put these other people in our family they don't live in our home therefore they shouldn't have access to our home 24/7 that God gave you these amazing siblings and they gave us these relationships within our home. And so we need to really, really focus on the people that you're with. And that's becoming a lost art. Um, And so we want to make sure that as part of loving God and loving people, that we are loving the people that we are with and prioritizing them despite the um, the draw and the pull of those electronic devices. Yes. And so one last thing on this is that uh, parents uh, should actually take on as many interests that their kids have on themselves, meaning they need to learn about this stuff. And we've talked about that in those other two uh, podcasts, so make sure you go back and, and so listen to those. in the summer, this is a part of being present as yep. well. Yep. Uh, you need to learn about what your kids have interest in. And don't, I mean, it's fine for you to expect them to learn about the interests that you have, mm-hmm. but you need to actually do the same. Right. Well, and your priorities. You know, we, yeah. we talked about the projects and stuff like that a, a few minutes ago. Those are great to have planned. And those are a lot of times ways that you can work together to do things. The warning on that is that you don't allow those projects to 
to run amok, to start taking over everything to the detriment of your family. So utilize those and, you know, definitely try to do some stuff together. A lot of our best times have been doing project work together. It's good for the kids to learn to work. It's good to learn to work together. Um, I know that especially with men and boys, doing active things together opens great opportunity for conversations. I've learned that as I've talked to our friends at Trail Life over the past... And if the project has to be painting a room, you need to make sure that you have plenty of tarps down because (laughs) at some point... There's going to be a paint fight that's going to break out, and you're going to start painting each other. Not, not everyone is as immature as so you are, you, sir. You need to make sure <laughs> that you pay attention to that. Exactly, exactly. Well, we are very much out of time today. There's a lot more that we would love to say about this because it is such a critically important thing. But we can't stress enough to you to be present You cannot disciple and shepherd the heart of your child in a way that will build a strong foundation for their faith, a strong foundation for your relationship for the rest of your life. If you are not physically and emotionally, mentally, etc., present with them and taking advantage of the moments that you're given. So I hope that this has, has given you some things to think about um, and, and really maybe made you reevaluate some of the things you're doing. Maybe you're sitting there saying, amen, I got this all together, um, in which case I hope it's just been a really in- big encouragement to you. Uh, so go out from here, take advantage of those moments, redeem the season, and... Uh, and so, thank you for, we'll for tuning week. in. We'll see you in San Diego. I was about to say, hopeful, hopefully we will see you in San Diego or another one of our events. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events to find out where we're coming and to get your tickets there. We also have virtual events. We have a back-to-homeschool event that is a virtual event coming up soon. It's going to be fantastic. And also go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash heart school to learn more about the heart school class and enroll in that today. We cannot wait to talk to you again real soon. So have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.